Alright, ready? Alright, 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction uh, and instruction in righteousness. That word correction is the word epanothosis, right? And it simply means a restore to the original use of place. <laughs> so that watch watch something. You know, I always told us over the years that correction simply means restoring things back to the original use of it. Can we call that fresh start? Yes, sir. Uh, so that means we can read the scriptures and we can say, oh wow, this is what the word of God says, then let me start again. Are you seeing it? So you, you see the, the, you see that the application of the that, that teaching I taught that that exhortation I taught you of fresh life will matter. Such so that you say, okay, starting from chaos, I can see that God is correcting things. So what has God been doing from the beginning? <laughs> God has been working with man to correct things. So man is so imperfect. God is struggling. Like ah man, we yeah, okay. So some people would say God is calling them to ministry. They will best run away. They come back. They say, I want to best go and enjoy my life. God is like, come. Go with true signs, wonders, do different things. When they finally come, they will now start. See, God is so patient. Ah, very patient. See, you will love God. <laughs> you will love God. Are you getting ready? So, what is this? All scripture is given. So when we read the scripture, we can see what God is doing. He's correcting things, bringing things back to the original place of use. Alright, now, so let's go back to our Genesis. So, with that being said, now we can now see in Genesis, let's go back to Genesis 6. Let's go back to Genesis 6. It says, we'll be looking at the following word, right? We, why did we, why, why did we go, does the title match what we are studying? Falling word. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll call it series one. <laughs> well, let's see. We, we don't need to change it. No. Falling word. Okay. Also, look at Genesis 6. And it came to pass when, the, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and the daughters were born unto them, the sons of God, we studied that the sons of God are angels, right? Beni Elohim. And saw the daughters that were fair, daughters of men that were fair, and they took them, uh, wives of all that they chose, and the Spirit said, and so we looked at that, and we said in verse 4, there were giants in those days, so of God came in, bear men, and these men become giants, men of old that were renowned. And we said giants are nephilims, right? Falling ones who are physically enormous, possessed of natural strength, who propagated. One thing you must also know about giants is that they propagated evil and violence. So we said the flood was judgment. And we've explained judgment over the years. And we said it's like a cause, a cause and effect. And we said it's like the consequences of their actions is judgment and... It's like saying what will happen and the flood came and the flood was because of the notorious angels who have sinned with the women on earth and reproduced and these monsters came about to flush them away basically and all of those things. So we, we also referenced the book of Enoch also and we saw the activities of the fallen angels and the giants and the days of Noah and all of those things. Now, uh, we said the book of Enoch is not scripture, right? It's not accepted in the canon of scripture, but it's a very serious commentary on the events of the antiquities. And historians have said that the book of Enoch compiles... I, I, I once told you some years ago that I would teach you about this book. I don't know if you can remember. I said it some years ago. I said, it's, I, I, I said it in 20 campus fellowship days. I said I will teach you this thing, okay. I said between, so you see, you have to just, you have to be patient with your pastor yes. to build. I can confidently say it now because I believe that we are progressing in our knowledge of Bible study. I've done Let Be Light, I've done certain things, and it's, I think it's, you get what I'm saying, it's just the right time. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you have to be calm, you have to be patient. What your pastor has not taught, give it time. I will, I will teach it. Be patient.
I'm trying to help you so that you don't I'm doing my work as a pastor to do my research to make sure that you people don't you people are properly well fed. Are you getting what I'm saying? One of the reasons I took time to teach ministry of angels is because of this Genesis 6 approach. It's not because I could not have told you. That's why I've said it over the years. I remember I've heard me say their activities over the years, what they do. But I just haven't thought it just because of this Genesis 6 approach. Because I needed to be. I need to be very exact on what I'm saying, especially when it comes to that Genesis 6 approach. Did this angel, because if I'm going to talk about angels, I have to start from the beginning. Did they really sleep with men or did they not? Are you getting what I'm saying? Some people say they did not, that it was a side tax error. That's what I, if I had 30 years ago, that's what I would have thought. So I needed to be, I needed to calm down. So that's why sometimes you give your pastor time. You don't rush. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if if things are if there are questions you are asking that I can't explain, don't worry. <laughs> I this thing called Bible, I want to teach it. Just be calm. It's a deliberate decision. I won't. Are you not enjoying what I'm this series? Ah, it's because I've studied. It's, and it's not a one day study. It's this that have taken me. I've questioned. I've critiqued because one of these ways I answer, one of the ways I teach is answer, I mean, if you observe the way I teach, I answer questions, I just ask questions, because I think true. So that way, I'm, I'm just looking, I'm just thinking, I'm just, so give it time, don't worry. As far as you are in this church, I want to teach Bible, you will know it. <laughs> Relax. I, I see, if you look at me and my friend's chat, his videos upon videos we are sending each other, scripture upon scripture, materials upon material. That's what we are doing. He sent me one video today. I, re- I, re- I responded with one. He said, Ha, I've not read this one. He said, <laughs> said We create time next week. I said, Oh, that's it. Me, I finished this one overnight. He said, You, you are sick trying to create time. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? So, don't worry. We die here. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are going the longer. So we said the book of Enoch is not scripture, but historians have put the book of Enoch compiling dates between 300 to 200 BC, which means that during the intertestamental, intertestamental, intertestament issues period between the Old and New Testament is contents and the early verses and chapters known as First Enoch are believed to predate the flood. So that one is quite relevant. So. And Enoch was the grandfather of, of, of Noah. So within the intertestamental issue, when, when the testament between the, the period between the Old and New Testament were going on, that was between 100, 300 to 200 BC, that is before Christ. It, those period, the contents, it's content, that is the earlier chapter. That's why you have to approach the book with, you have to have sense. The earlier chapters, that is, the the first Enoch was believed to predate the flood, and they were written by Enoch himself. Don't forget, we said Enoch is a teacher, right? And he was the great grandfather of Noah and all of those things. And we said, and we looked at Christians, both even the Jews, Jesus is Jesus, Paul, Peter, James, John, Jude. They quoted the writing. We looked at one of those in Jude where they quoted the writing. As, although it's not scripture, but it was very helpful in helping us to understand the events of what really happened at that time. And we said the book of Enos can categorically tell us that what I'm just doing to you is just a review of what the book is about. So you don't have to stress your head that the, the book of Enos is just to tell us categorically that angels came down from heaven, it's just simple, and left their post as watchers, because that's their work, as watchers due to their insatiable lust for the beautiful women on earth, and they swore an oath to each other to carry out their plans, and they took the women they wanted and had sexual inter- sexual relations with them, producing a race of giants that brought great violence. That's all. And the corruption was on earth. Multiple reliable sources will tell you, and I've read certain things to you, from reliable sources, Tertullian and all of those things, Josephus already, and they, they, they proved that those things exist on it, and all spoke about the atrocities and confirming that these things really took place. So similar stories, but but the details might differ slightly. So, and all pagan mythologies, 
One thing you must also know is all pagan religions have their root event documented from that Genesis 6. I told you, many religions, all pagan, all this, all this, all this, all this, all this, all this, all those things. How will you be worshipping God of thunder? That's because me, I'm from Yoruba and I can see my own tribe. I don't know which one is in your own. All this, uh, what they call it in your own tribe? Amadioa. All those things. Different religious religions have various of it. So the fact is that if you look at early civilizations and culture, it is believed that they wrote about the ancient legend and the similarities with Bible accounts. And this group of people that, that just like the Bible accounts, just that the sons of God coming down, angels coming down, going into men and creating um, giants. This group of people includes Sumerians, Assyrians, Egyptians, Chaldeans, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks and Romans, Incas, Minyas, India, Chinese, Japanese, even the American Indians. They have it in their culture that these things exist. I'll say it again, the Sumerians, Assyrians, Egyptians, Chaldeans, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks. Ah, everybody know about the Greek one. The Romans, the Ikans, the Manians, the, the not Malians, so Mayans, M-A-Y-A-N-S, Indians, Chinese, Japanese, American Indians. So in almost every culture, they talk about the celestial beings that came down from everyone, Pilandia the head, or Philandia the head, and slept with women and produced demigods. So they are called as demigods, giants. And to early civilizations, the angels that descended on earth looked like gods. And in each culture, they just differed in what they called them. But I will say certain ones that I have here, and I'm, I'm taking this from Rikrena's, um, from Rikrena's um, source. And he, he wrote something, he said, um, the goddess who is known... So in each culture, the stories evolve slightly different, and they use the names of those who are involved. And one of the goddess who is known to have multiple names in their multiple regions is just like there's a deity called Isata. You'll be wondering why am I saying all of this? Remember, I told you I'm talking theology now, and <laughs> I'm not. This is pure Bible study. This is you wondering, Pastor, skip this, Pastor, skip this, just go to another one. But this is a key so that when you, when you do research, when you study, you say, ah, this is what Pastor was saying, you know. Or even when you encounter somebody that is on outreach telling you something, you just say, I know exactly what you want to tell me. <laughs> Knowledge only helps you. You know how to confront things. Because all of these things is for your outreach. <laughs> it's true you can approach your outreach with a, with a clearer person. I know what is behind this. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> so there's a deity called I-S-T. I-S-H, sorry, I-S-H, Isa. It was in 200-2400 BC, before Christ. And it was in the Arcadian culture, that's in the Mesopotamian, Mesopotamian, Mesopotamian. <laughs> you know when you're, sometimes when you're trying to be faster, your head will just be spinning faster than you. <laughs> Mesopotamia religion. There's another one called the Asat, A S A T, sorry, A T H T A A T H T A T H T A R T. This was 1800 BC. It was in the Canaanites, the mid, the Eastern Mediterranean culture. There's another one called the so these were pagan gods. So you wonder where all these gods that these people were worshiping came from? Are you seeing? Are you seeing where it came from? Yes. Are you seeing where all these rubbish things that these people are worshiping, that people are worshiping came from? It's, so it spans. So each culture has it to be. So it's that means they spread around the world. Are you getting what I'm saying? They spread around the world. It means they they probably pick regions of the earth. You go to this part. You go to this part. You go to this part. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let's deal with, let's deal with human beings so that at least that seed of woman, let's see how it's going to come in. 
So if at all they change, this is it, at all they did not come from this as at least they will not shall come from this one. They will not come from this. Are using it? Eh? So they picked it. And these are ancient historical places that at least were existing at that time. There's another one, AST. As a, uh, this are, I'm talking about the gods now. <laughs> these are the different multiple names of the goddess of those times. These are AST, A T, AST, A R T E. 1550 BC, and this one was in the um, Egyptian religion, Egyptian culture. There's another one, Shukash. S <laughs> U A U S H K, and this one was 1500 BC, and this one was also in the Itatite and the Uranites, that is the Turkey and the West Asia's region. There's also another one, A Ashat, A S H T A R T. It's almost like this one, but this one, this one is A T. So it's Ashat. <laughs> Not A T Benz, you have a go. <laughs> 1200 BC. Goddess. <laughs> So the things that they, the things that they worshipped, the pagan gods. So this one was in the Phoenician, the Eastern Mediterranean religion. I think this. I did some some studies some months back into all this Mediterranean. There are still some of these things in existence that they worship, like real life. I did some. I watched some documentaries and I found out that they still worship some of these goddesses in real lives. Yeah, Ashtoreth, Ash Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth, another one, A-S-T-O-C-R-E-S. There's a lot of them. This is 1000 BC. Now, this was even before Christ, too. So, you don't, don't think idol worship started in Africa. It started in Nigeria, in Kiniko. This was before Christ. So, we are talking BC. <laughs> so, this one was in the Israelite Hebrew... Hebrew and that's miss Eastern Mediterranean culture. So these pagan gods, which is known as the goddess of war and sex, it seems to have started with the name Easter, I S I S H T A R in the Mesopotamian region. That is, when we say Mesopotamian region now, think of Babylon, Babylonia, Assyria, and Chaldea. You, get what I'm saying. you see those things in the scriptures where is it the Chaldeans, the Babylonians? We'll deal with all those things later. You start seeing all those things, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Kenneth, the, uh, to make sense to you soon when we start looking at scripture. What were they going? Who are those guys there? Uh, so these pagan gods, they were known to be, like I said, the goddess of war and sex, and it seems to have been. Well, that place. So, in similar ways, the Greek and the Norwegians share many of the same gods that goes with different names. For instance, the Greek deity of the Aphrodite, in the Roman deity of the Venus, the Roman god Jupiter, which is known as the which is known as the Greek and Zeus. Even Paul encountered those things in in Act fourteen. Let me show you. Let me take you there. Such that they, they were worshiping those things. Paul still met them. Now, this was even before Christ. Now, this is now after Christ. What was the teammate? Let me take you there now. Go to Acts 14. Let's see now. Look at in, look at in verse 11. And when the people, Acts 14, 11, when the people saw that Paul had done, they lifted up their voices saying in the speeches, and in Lyconia, these gods have come down to, to us in the likeness of men. They now called Barnabas Jupiter. You see, they were calling them the gods that they worship. Mercurius, and he became the chief speaker. Look, are you seeing it? The, 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 that is that. <laughs> These are real. So, the Roman god Jupiter, the Greeks Zeus, and in each of these early civilizations, they believed to be considered, they were telling the tellings of their stories, of their events, as, they, as bizarre as they sound, to be real. For them, it was not mythology. That's true. Those things were not mythology. They were all a product of a wide imagination of fantasy. No, that's not it too. Because people really invest in what they believe in. And just so, uh, just so that you know, so, so just think about, one thing you should just do now is, 
Look at even the Chinese world and India and no, let's look at the Asian world. Let's just general. Do you know that they have thousands of gods they worship? So just look at those things. Those things have been erected. Some people just create one thing to just worship it. Those things have been erected in various ways. And there's no way people will invest in so much of those things if those things were ordinary. It's extraordinary. It's supernatural. You see some people just carve something there and say, Muni, 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 Once we don't appear, Porani. I'm sorry to use Yoruba because I know I'm in a Western world, but I cannot take the Yoruba out of me, I beg. I'm so Yoruba to the teeth. I remember when I was younger, I think somebody stole something and we were in Akumba then, in, in, in Adekudi, I was my friend, I know if he listens to this, he will, listen, he will understand. They stole somebody's phone and they said they would go to Babalao to go and find out. Who, who is Babalao? They would go to a voodoo priest to go and find out who stole it and to make sure that the person returned it. A lot of them kept saying, we are going to Babalao, say. We are going to Babalao. I don't, they did not tell me the story of if they went or if they went, if they did not go. But I know that they, they, I think the phone came back. So, <laughs> they probably have gone. <laughs> I will ask my friend tonight. Who <laughs> they were school Me, I thank God, the day they were going to go and meet the Babalao, me, I have left that Kuba already. Because I can't imagine. Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah. So, people offer sacrifices, they offer libations. They build and embellish shrines on those things, and uh, those things are real. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you see all those things in movies, they, say, uh, they abolish and they just draw one uh, thing, they call it something. All those, all those goddesses, all those things, they are real. Uh, you get what I'm saying? They will just recite one incarnation, they will worship it, they will offer libation, they will put something, put one incense around it. They are real stuff. They believe in this supernatural world. You get what I'm saying? It's, 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 we are tracing their antecedents. They are real. So, just, just so that you know that those things will not happen if there is nothing if they were not directly controlling, what people are saying, the universe now. <laughs> they are not controlling the universe or the things around the natural world. So that means there is a spirit behind them. And some people may think that it's just civilization, just, uh, just charity shit, just their wide imagination, it's just a fantasy. <laughs> if you see, see, you know why I don't talk to them? Because they don't grow up in Europe. If they grew up in another road, you will have to know like this. Everywhere is bright, you are scared. I say, in my house in Odaru, there's one pass, there's one. <laughs> in the hot afternoon like this, when you are going to the room, you will run you. Because it's looking like somebody is there. <laughs> I don't, this is not why the imagination in my mind, though. Hot afternoon like this, everywhere is burning like this, sun. You, you can't even go out. Every, because the quietness. You know, everything. Ask for now. One evening like that. One midnight, around 2 a.m. That's how one man called everybody out of the street. Brethren, we can't take it any longer. Brethren, we can't take it any longer. Come on! We need to pray for this city. People started dying. So one dog will just be barking. And once one dog start crying like that, I'm sorry, Western world, sorry. This is years ago in, in, in um, on that route. When the dog start crying, it's a sign of a bad thing. So the dog cry, cry, cry. People died. People were just dying in the street. Dying, dying, dying. Ah. So the dog has been crying for days. This man came and said, Hey! Hmm. I think something has happened to his whole family. So he quickly called everybody up. That's how we started praying in this. In the, and my, in the front of my junction is a T junction. Do you know what T junction means? That's where they throw the sacrifices. Hmm. 
and you think those things, you think if you think if those things are not real, people will be doing it. They are real stuff. Real. Don't don't Bible says you should not be ignorant of the desires of the enemy. Why I'm teaching you this is don't be ignorant of the devices. The only thing is you are you have authority. You eat it, nothing happens to you as a believer. He says you shall eat. Are you see what? Are you see you shall eat daily daily thing because they've been offering sacrifices. This is an old you. This is a. This are not ordinary. Say daily daily thing shall not. You see not nothing. All these practices, all these sacrifices, they do not start today. Don't be ignorant. I, I did a hint with you when I was teaching you fighting the war. I thought I, I, I touched on it a bit. I just felt like let me let me speed the box. <laughs> let me speed the box. <laughs> you cannot be it. That's why the next thing I started this legend be like, because I knew where I was going. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Ah. So no, don't no, say it's just it's just movie. That's what I mean. When this is there, I respond back. If it look like they are talking to me in the movie, bad, dark, bad, dark, bad. Oh, then I was like, oh, I will dark, bad, dark, to send that. Go who? Dark, bad, What are you saying? Yeah, you see me. Don't let you help you appreciate things. Because words are supernatural. They conjure all these things with their words. You get what I'm saying. Well, where were we? So, how does this legend spread in so many cultures? Noah and his sons and his wife knew all about all these things. The fallen angels the, and all of those things. And we saw the giants and the offerings. How, the question is, how did they spread into every culture like that and all of those things? But, it's not far-fetched to see that the offsprings of the giants and the mischief was the reason why the earth was was without flood, right? And when they existed the hack, they carried the history with them and the informations and all of the things that were involved in the book of Enoch, the book of the Jubilees, the book of the Watchers, the book of the giants. They carried all the informations with them and the I mean, he helped them. So shortly after. Um, the Torah of Babel issue happened again. Some people say God confused the language of God. God was not the one that confused the language of eternity of humanity. Uh, we'll look at that. We'll, we'll look at that. We'll answer that question not in this series. Not in not. I think this series is going to cuckoo be a series because uh, we'll cuckoo start addressing the following word. What really happened during all this? So all this question of Torah of Babel is God really. I've not given an answer yet. So please. <laughs> so and um, so just a, just something. So we we said sons of gods and angels. The book of angels talks about fallen angels, right? And um, we said that um, the ancient mythological, all the ancient mythological world began in Genesis six. All those mythology, all those all those gods you serve, all those uh, ancient gods, all those uh, all those mythology things beginning began in Genesis six because those were what those giants came to do. <laughs> so now, so so when you see when you see uh, all these, so when you look at all these religions in Egyptians and the Babylonians and the Greeks and the Romans and those Indians and the Near Eastern religions. And the religion of the Vikings and all the root, the, all of them have their roots from Genesis 6, including even the Yoruba culture. I will, because I mean, I'm Yoruba, I kind of know my culture a bit. Uh, all of all these are Chongo, Romila, all those things. We just say, Kabako for Something just happened. Oh. These are, this are where it started from. Evil gone that is. This one is trying to uh, not claim in this because of this series. Is <laughs> their movies we learn certain things? Is their movies we learn how to have those red things, the red carry, put one thing, they put one juju, put one sham. All those shams are real. Shams are real. The only thing for the believer is it does not have effect. 
you are you you should not be ignorant and say they are they, they are real. So we don't push them. The person's leg we will not work again. How do you think those things happen? Those things are demonic inspired. Those that thing that those ministries are doing, de- delivering those things, they are right. The only thing is that they have not overstretched it. That's where I have problem with it from. They've just overstretched it and just focused so much on it and not teaching the believer his authority. Uh, but they are, they, are, they are right by saying that these things are real, that people need deliverance from them. They are right. Those things, those things that exist. I mean, you put something that your, your body will just not function again. You, put so, you just step on something, you just have stroke. How do, you see, how do you want to explain it? Your body part will be missing. They'll put something on you. They'll say your private part is gone. You just wake up, you just become mad. Those are real. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting, those things are real stuff. Those things are real stuff. So don't, don't be ignorant of them. Are you getting what I'm saying? A believer should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. That's what the scripture made us to understand. Don't be ignorant. But the one thing you should know is who, who they be, who goes, fall out. <laughs> like Udubu do song. I go check her. I go dagger her. <laughs> that, that's it for the that's it for the villa. Who goes? Fall out. <laughs> I go dagger her. <laughs> I get what I was saying. That's it for the believer. Who goes you? Who goes you? Come. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's look at monsters. All right, I think let's let's deal with that aspect. Are you learning? Are you seeing that this is the, the Bible says you have to you see that one thing I I think I said this in character of God. I don't know if you can remember. I said it seemed as though the devil eat. It was it was shaded. It be shaded in scripture when his activities were very clearly known. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's not like it was shaded. So it takes revelation. Look at what we are doing now. We are unveiling him. And why, how, how are we able to unveil him? Because we have the revelation of God. The revelation of God must be first be first prominent. Because that way you are, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to see his yash that uh, see you. So this is all you got. Who goes? Are you getting who goes you? Uh, are you having a good time? You should be have, you, you you must even have a good time. <laughs> you should have a good time. All right, let's look at monsters. All right, we, we look. So when we said um, when we read the book of Enoch, the other in some of those other sessions, we said you find out that not only that the angels, not only that the angels did did sleep with women, they also slept with those essentially defied animals also, and as a result of that, they. They, they gave birth to monsters. They just wanted to corrupt the earth. Remember I told you. And so we look at Enoch 7 verse 1 to 6. Or first Enoch. You know, you know we've distinguished we've Enoch now. We said the first part of the book was predates of... And that's, that's more... That's, those accounts are more better for us. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so first Enoch 7 verse 1 to 6. It says, they took... Look, just hear what I'm saying. It says, they took unto themselves wives... And it shows for themselves one, and they began to go into them and mix with them and thought them shams and conjurations. Are you seeing it? They thought them what? Shams. So all these things, they... They thought them shams and conjurations and made them acquainted with cutting woods, roots and of woods. And they became pregnant and brought forth giants and their status were 3,000 hills. And they devote all with the acquisition of mankind. Till men were able to sustain themselves. Till we, till we were not. Till men were unable to sustain themselves. And the giant turned themselves against mankind and devoured them. They turned against mankind, and they began to sin. And look at something. And they began to sin against the beds of the beast and against the creeping things and the fish. Those are the things that God said we should have dominion over now. And they are not defiling it. So did you did you catch this? So did you did you just see what I just read? This is going to sing with animals. 
So one ancient record says that the giants began to defile the animals. So this clearly spoke about bestiality. So you see, uh, dog is having sex with women today. It's not new. Those things are not new. Nothing is new under the surface of the earth. Though. When Solomon is telling you vanity is vanity, nothing is new. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they went after strange for the fallen angels. They were going after animals. And as an outreach of this, as, 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 as this may sound strange into your ear, it actually happened. And they gave bread to monotonous creations that are creations that. So you want, you're wondering why did they have to also. Why, because another question you have to wonder is why did God have to also separate the animals? It's to tell you that animals too were corrupted. Why did Noah take in some animals? Into the because it should show you that he needed to create a distinguishing between ah, eh, some animals are no, well, no normal. So I, I will explain some to you now. A sampling of sixteen, um, and I, like I like I said, I'm picking this from Recrenal's um, Recrenal's study, uh, where he, he explained this and uh, the animals um, uh, just to help us to. Uh, so, a careful of ancient civilization around the world and some bizarre creations, they were so monotonous hybrids and um, they show up in multiple countries and different cultures. That's the truth. And um, they just have different names. I wish I brought the images for you here, but uh, well, it's, it's your choice. So, um, here are 16 of the common ones you have heard, just to explain them to you. So, they have different names, but they, they exist in different world, different cultures, different parts of the world, and as well as ancient artifacts, and 16 of them are commonly... I just want to... I, I'll just talk about 16 of the commonly creatures you have heard of. That's why you notice that... I mean, if I've heard that even aircraft, they can have what they call... Um, like a bed crashing or bed crashing them. I've forgotten the name they call it. Um, where bed land on the plane in the course of motion on the air. Uh, I've forgotten the name they call it. It's one of all these devilish creations too. August. Let's start with August. A monotonous creation that has 100 eyes that were located all over his body. August. A-L-G-U-S. August. Hamit, A-M-M-I-T, an Egyptian creature with head of a crocodile and four limbs of a lion and in limbs of a hippopotamus. <laughs> One creature, <laughs> Hamit, it's an Egyptian creature that have <laughs> the head of a crocodile, four limbs of a lion <laughs> and in limbs of a... So how do you think these two these people were boys? Uh, you think God wants to create David's creation? Everything God created in Genesis account, He called it good. This does not look good now. Four leaves of lion, one head of crocodile. <laughs> you see that? They've altered the Genesis creation. The kind of animals God created in Genesis is not. Uh, these are not what it is. Uh, a P K A L L U Aplu. I don't know. A Babylon A P K A L L U. A Babylon creation with human features, as well as the scale of a fish and the wings of a bird. This one looks like mermaid. This is the simply definition of a mermaid, because it has a Babylon creation with human features. Human. That means it probably may have. Maybe hand or breast or something or you know probably human features, but as but as the scale of a fish and the wings of a bird. <laughs> so, so these are monsters. This 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 is what we call monsters. Uh, Apip, A P E P, an Egyptian creature that looked like a snake, that stretched for fifty feet from head to tail. Apip, A P P, A P E P. C let's do it wrong. C A C E N T A U house Senthar. A half man and a half horse. I actually saw this picture yesterday. A, a man and a half horse whose upper half 
looked like a human and his lower half looked like four legs and the body of a horse. Pexy Jackson? Yeah, Pexy Jackson out of the Greek. Oh, okay, okay. Nice. And then also in Yeah, really? Really? Yeah, Serbos. Serbios, a monotonous, dead-red, three-legged dog with a serpent for a tail. Sabos. C-E-C-E-R-B-E-R-U-S. A monotonous, dead-red, three-headed dog. With a serpent for a thing. Chimera. S C H I M E R A. Chimera. Okay, sorry. Chimera. A giant fire breathing creation with a body part like a goat, a lion, and a snake all together. Scary. These are the devil is not it's not it's not it's this creation also. These are creatures. Creatures. These these are uh, each other artifacts you've probably heard of and animal. three animals in one. Yeah, you can Google them. Dragon. Now you have heard of dragon before. A dragon, a reptile-like creature, commonly seen in all Asian culture. This one is everywhere. You know the dragon. So look at a Eshidina. I don't know how to pronounce this. E C H I D N A. A half a being known as the mother of all monsters. Having the appearance of a half human and a half snake. Oh, maybe like... A dick So griffin, there's another one, a creature called griffin. I think this is the one of the, the fastest bed or something. A creature with the body of a lion and a wing, the uh, body of a lion and the head, wings and talon of an eagle. Griffin. G R I F F I N. Griffin, I think this one can run. Eh? No, these are creatures, monsters, animals, uh, creatures. Oh. <laughs> Hydra, H H Y D R A H Y D R A. If you if you watch movies and all of these things a lot, you will know all these things. So it will let you know that they are not just joking in movies. Hydra, horrible. And terrifying creature that has nine heads <laughs> that look like the heads of dragons. Lamastu. L A M A S T S H T U. L A M A S H T U. Lamastu. A Babylonian creature with an hairy body, a lioness head, a donkey teeth, a ear, long fingernails. And the feet of a bed and the sharp talons. <laughs> Manticore. M-A-N-T-I-C-O-R-E. Manticore. A Babylonian partial man intha that had the head of a man, the body of a lion, and the tail of a scorpion. <laughs> M I N O T A U R. I'm not getting the right pronunciation. Manotaur. Okay, Manotaur. A famous half man and a half bull creation that hates people. A famous half man and a half bull creation that hates people. Python. Everybody knows Python. A serpent or a medieval style dragonish creation. Uh, creation. Sakta. S-A-T-Y-R. What's, that? What's the pronunciation of that? S-A-T-S-A-T-A. A half-man and a half-goat creation that seduced and sexually abused women. A half-man and a half-goat creation. So imagine the kind of birth they will give birth to. So all, I know it's hard to believe, but <laughs> this is a partial list because it goes on and on and on. This is just a partial list of the hybrid combination of the fallen angels um, committing sexual acts with human. This is, this is what they produced. And the list goes on and on. And the essence is just to destroy humanity. There were multiple of them. This is just 16 that we... All this thing, all this jargon wolf, you people watch, werewolf, you just say, werewolf. <laughs> all those vampires. Where do you think all those things came from? <laughs> 
just be playing. Yeah, you are, you are seeing it now. You are seeing it now. All those movies you go watch, you just the first person that opened my eyes to this thing was Reverend Kingsley. To be honest with you, he made me see that all these things you people are thinking they are normal, they are not normal. So that's where my curiosity started from. Ah, what this man saying? Let me go and check. Are you getting what I'm saying? It was Reverend Kingsley that first opened my eyes to this thing, and. That was it. So they are not. They are, so, so keep in mind. So just one thing you should all just keep in mind is that all this ancient civilization, the root of these creatures and their, and the, mis, the the way the root of them is that they are highly advanced. So you see that this they are not even normal. So they are same individuals that. And so keep in mind that people of this ancient civilization who wrote about this creature earlier. So the, the people that wrote these are. Highly advanced guys, and they are same individuals who created many of the sciences, mathematics disciplines that we still use today. But so they, they did not write from hallucination. The people that wrote this thing, they did not write from hallucinations or imaginations. They wrote the creations that really were existence in the world. So all flesh has been corrupted. So when it says all flesh has been corrupted, the world was really corrupted. So when you see that Genesis 6 where it says, oh, so not only what this, like I told us, not only the, this devilish or mutinous angel slept with man, this slept with women, they also gave birth to giants and they also divide animals and produce these monsters that you see. So they slept and they gave birth to all these monsters. So the days of Noah, so imagine the kind of things in those days. So you just wake up in the morning, you see the dragon. So, so all these movies you watch, all these movies you watch, and you just wake up and you just see dragon at your door. You just wake up, you just see all these uh, werewolf. You just wake up, you just see all those, all those uh, creations. They are just writing a story for you of what some things that have happened. You just wake up at your door, you just see that incredible girl will open your door. <laughs> just, he just lifted your door. <laughs> Yes, and the, the, the also the supernatural being slept with animals. So the days of Noah's prior to the flood, there were there were numerous left limbs and unnatural creations roaming the earth. So that's why Paul told us both things visible and invisible, both thrones, dominions. We are surrounded with the world, with our in our world today. We are surrounded with both things we see, things we don't see, devilish creations, everything. The world is corrupted, but the beauty of it is that we have authority over them. That's the joy. So God saw the wickedness of man, like I said, and what is in his heart. And the old, so, I, so when you see all of these things, hmm. so what type of violence did they bring into the world? That's another thing we have to look at. We, we've looked at giants. We've looked at all these things that we said, right? They, they are real. Right? Uh, say that all these stories exist in all human culture. Um, every of them exists in all human culture. Every. Yoruba God has their own. Mm-hmm. It's, it's sweeter to teach this to the Yoruba world because Yoruba can relate with everything. <laughs> so every culture has it that the gods came down and this and the existence of the demigods, giants, creatures, they were not merely mythological events or nonsense fairy tales. But people, uh, the the people that that really existed on this earth. So, what type of violence did they bring? Don't forget, Second Peter two verse five says, "God spared not the old world, but brought Noah, the hate person and preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood with ungodly, and all of those things." You also see. You also see Leviticus 17, 10 to 11, that whatsoever man, that whatsoever man there be a house of Israel or be strangers that sojourn among you. Look at Leviticus 17. I want you to see something that Moses wrote there. It will, it will make sense to you. What a day. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. What a turn we took. <laughs> See why a preacher must stay ready. Imagine I'm not, I'm not always ready. And this is, this is not something I prepared to teach today now. Uh, it must be, you must be born ready. 
It's just pinning me. I know the thing I pinning me today is that I wish I brought most of my materials and most of my and my safety jet. Oh boy, I'll, I'll just die here today. Just be having a good time. Oh boy. <laughs> so the pastor told I thank God. I was going to bring it. <laughs> Alright, look at Leviticus 17. Let's see something that Moses told them. So she should let you know that these things are real. Look at Leviticus 17, verse 10 to 11. And whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers that sojourn among you, that eateth any manner of blood, I will set my face against that soul that eateth the blood, and I will cut him off from among his people. Are you seeing? So you see that these people were eating blood. So, so, so those things you watch, all those vampire movies, all those things that they will want to eat human beings, they want to destroy human. Uh, have you seen that those things? So when you watch those movies, they are not just giving you fiction, side fiction. Uh, they play. They are real. Many of us we watch those things and we just felt like it's film trick. <laughs> It's just science fiction. It's film trick. No, no, no. So we said all flesh has been corrupted, and that means that when he says, now let's go back to Genesis six. And we said the journey, the journey of this is Genesis six, right? So I, I, I can call, I can probably call this teaching an explanation of Genesis six. <laughs> Look at Genesis 6 verse 12. It says, And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh has corrupted his way upon the earth. When it says all flesh has corrupted his way, that phrase simply shows the, the willingness of people to participate in what was taking place. That means, why were people so willing to participate? Because these celestial beings, they look like gods that came down from the spirit realms, and the people of the earth were mesmerized by their presence. Like, hey, wow. Uh, uh, wow. So they received the celestial beings with open arms. So they were willing to have sex with them. Uh, 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 this one too is a willing, this person is, is Jesus. That's why when Paul told us, either we or an angel, come to preach any other thing other than what we are preached, let him be accursed. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that's why we teach on you believing the word, the written word of God so strong than believing in a mysterious being. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh, so they began to worship them too and submit themselves to them. So when it says the earth was filled with violence in verse 13, it says, so the earth was filled with violence with them and I will destroy them alone. It says, was filled with violence through them. It means, when it says filled with violence, it was a byproduct of what the fallen angels had. They are intermingling with human beings and animals too. And that's a widespread of violence. So that means, obviously, they want blood. They are eating, they are killing people, right? They are destroying the face of the earth, you know, different things. So when the Bible says through them, so it was referring to the mutinous angels, that is the devilish angels, and just producing their sexual union with them and all of those things. So I will also do another one. What we know about the violence from the the violence of the giants from extra biblical sources, men who have written in time past. I told you, I think I told you in the last session why I'm why I'm referencing these guys, so it will help you. So what we know about what they did, Eubius, Eubius said, Eusebius in 260 to 260-265, 260-265 to 339-340 AD, said these giants, they, the giants, gave themselves wholly to all over, pay attention, to all over, wholly over to all kinds of profanity. Now seducing one another, now slaying one another, now eating human flesh, now daring to wage war with God and to undertake those battles of the giants celebrated by all. Now planning to mortify each, mortify earth against heaven and the madness of the ungoverned pride to prepare an attack upon the very God of all. On account of these things, when they conducted themselves and unseen, the all seeing God sent down upon them flood. So according to Eubius, not only that the giants um, bring great violence into the earth, they also eat human flesh. They eat human beings raw, vampires. 
And so they sought to wage war against. And don't forget, what was the OSS? Genesis 3:15. Look at Clement of Alexandria, 150 to 215 AD. It says, When irrational animals fell short, these evil men tasted also human flesh. For it was also, it was not a long step from the consumption of flesh like their own, having first tasted other forms, or having first tasted in other forms. When Clement says irrational animals fell short, he is saying, when the giant has eaten all the various animals, they were no longer satisfying. So it was at a point, it was at that point that, that they've, when they've eaten, so what Clement was basically saying here was that, Irrational animals fell short. He was saying that the giants, when they had eaten all various animals and when they are no longer satisfying, it was at that point that the giants said, Oh, well, let's start eating human beings. All these things did not fool me. I'm not satisfied with everything I'm eating now. Let me start eating. So they are not only murderers, they were also cannibals. Just like in our world today, now we call them vampires. And don't forget, we looked at First Enoch. Um, First Enoch 7, verse 2 to 5, where it says, um, the women became pregnant and gave birth to giants, and they were able to supply the blood, and they ate flesh of each other, and they drank blood. Because they could not satisfy what their cravings and all of those things. So when, so when it says they hurt the labors of men, it means they consumed the food of mankind and produced famine as well. So you see what happened, that famine of, uh, what caused those famine? Uh, they finished all the food of the land. <laughs> because they are hungry, they are, they are not normal. They are not normal now. So they will go for everything, they, everything normal. Everything abnormal. And the meat that they manufacture through raising animals, and um, when it says as long as this has supply, people can no longer, they, so they couldn't have appetite. So the book of Enoch was basically saying that giants devour men, and they even devour other giants, they said they will clean themselves. <laughs> the giants drank blood. So take it. So if you take the words of Eusebius and Clement of Alexandria, the book of Enoch, they all tell us that the violence were linked to their appetites also. That means they had strange appetites. They had so Romans one would make sense. I'm going to start thinking. Romans one when when Paul was talking about their some idiotic subjection, they gave, God gave them over to appropriate laws. Yeah, you get it. Those things will make sense. You start coming alive. And uh, not only did they violate and destroy animals, but the world around them, they also turned on each other, slain the giants and eating them, and murdered and ate the flesh and drank the blood of humans. That's why you see that even so in those sci-fi movies, giants fight one another. The devil does not like anybody. <laughs> does like anybody. So, we've seen sources of those things, and um, so we, we can agree and say uh, these things are real, right? Can we agree? Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, how is it? So, another thing is how can we have these books that predate um, the flood? Was it everything in the world destroyed by the flood? Obviously, I told you Noah will preserve them in his ark, right? And. Um, because Noah is a prophet. No one knew what God's plan is. So that shows that he's reading and he's knowing, okay, I got to, this, this is going to be preserved. So, and um, all these books were composed by Noah's relative. So Noah greatly prized them. And so the, li the likely writers will include Jared, Noah's grandfather, Enoch, his grandfather, Methuselah, Lamech. So Noah was just an architect, an engineer, a builder. The one who just carried out what God was doing, what God wants to do. So, it's possible that uh, all those books were survived in Noah's hack and it took him to the earth. So, all these three books were composed by Noah's relatives. And mm, the writers will include Jared. So, when we say most, so you see that thing I was asking you people in the Bible, in, I think it was yesterday I was saying it, and or one of these days where I was telling you, I say, the authorship of Genesis 1, Genesis 1 to 11. Can we now call them, can we really call him Moses now? Uh, because we are looking at people who have written now, and you, you can see that Enoch already wrote even some of these things in Genesis 6 in his books. Uh, like, look at this later, Sha. But are you, are you thinking? Uh, so, 
Uh, you pose, uh, the way, I feel like you already know Bible now. <laughs> but, but we're just starting you know. Ah, we're just starting. Yeah, just, I'm sure you're feeling like, wow. Oh boy. But bro, you just started. So, <laughs> so Noah was just an architect, an engineer, and a builder. Someone, it was just someone who carried God's um, plan. So, so Noah was no. So Noah did he have like a uh, uh, like a spiral banded material that was writing? Don't forget there was nothing biro or something that time. See, it was some kind of like a tablet, like a company, just packed all of those things. And but most people are not familiar with them, like a, a coniform tablets and that was used in the Egyptian waters at that time. And these, I think some of them are still an artifact today. So they just carry them and they survive the ark. So those books are Book of Enoch, the Book of the Watchers, the Book of the Giants, Book of the Jubilees. But another part of the Bible, but um, the Alpha relatable sources for us. It's not as if we should not start going to be looking for what's not lost there. You know. So regarding the regarding the giants and the book contains there include so let, let me just tell you the earliest sections of those today's version of these books that many scholars believe that predate the floods regarding the giants and all the books contain a record of their violence include murder, cannibalism, consumption of blood. So indeed is that what? Yeah, so in these those those um, giants were driven by insatiable appetites. And, um, so there are a number of repeated emphasis in um, in in ancient times. We we looked at the Book of Enoch and we said the Book of Enoch depicted ravenous mothers and cannibals, and uh, they couldn't restrain their sexual desires and um, sexual appetites. Uh, the book of the Watchers, that's chapter 1 to chapter 36 of First Enoch, it says the women became pregnant, that's First Enoch 7, um, 2, 5. Also, the book of the Giants, chapter 15, it says God, therefore God knowing that they were barbarized for brutality and that the word was not sufficient to satisfy them for it was created according to the proportion of men and human beings used. Obviously, the word is no, it can't satisfy them because the word, the head, the way the, the way the head was designed was for man. And God already knows what can satisfy man on this head. Are you getting what I'm saying? So all these extra extra beings that are that are managing the head, it seems like they are hungry for more. Because that's not what the head is not their heart of space. That's not you get what I'm saying? That's they have passed their their boundaries. That's not they are not supposed to be here. It's not your business. This place is not your. In fact, you get what I'm saying? So they pleased with their the purity of food long after the taste of blood, wherefore they first tasted flesh. The book of Jubilees five verse two. It says, and the injustice increased upon the earth, and all flesh corrupted in his way, man and cattle, beasts and birds, and everything which walks upon the earth, they were all corrupted their way and their ordinances, and they began to eat one another. <laughs> so, 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 are you seeing that? Uh, so, not only were they giants, they were moderate, they were also cannibals. So, in our today's world, now we can call them vampires. They were eating things. They drank, they did so. That's why it says that. That's why I made you read that Leviticus um, seventeen, where it says, "Mosoever." Uh, it says, "For the life of the blood, the flesh is in the blood," and all of those things. And these are the things that when we now want to start doing in proper, proper, proper study of the blood of Jesus and all of these things, we now start having to uh, do, <laughs> to explore later, you know. So every moving things that live it on the earth, and look at look at the design of God's plan for the earth in Genesis. Uh, let me see. Is it Genesis nine? Let's see Genesis nine three. Look at it. Look at what. Look at um, Genesis nine three. 
Every moving thing and leave it on the and leave it shall be meat for you, even as the green herb and given unto you for all things. So are you seeing that these things are this is the we already have our jurisdiction with it. The way we are created, we are created to like Burger King, we are created to like <laughs> Chick fil A, we are created to like uh, rice. But they can't satisfy them because that's not their jurisdiction. Are you guys what I'm saying? So it now says, look at what God now says. This, but the flesh with the life thereof, which is blood, therefore shall ye not eat. That means it is the abomination for you to eat a man being. And surely your, the, your blood of your lives will I require, and the hands of the beast will I require, and the hands of the men, and the hands of every man, and brother will I require man. So whoever so sheds man's blood by man shall be shed for in the image of God, man made him, and all those things. So the consumption of blood was one of the major atrocities of the giants before the flood. So they were eating all of those things, and that's one of the things that brought destruction. And because they sinned, and um, Noah built the ark and offered the sacrifice to God, and um, and uh, so he, this was just a small picture of the type of violence that existed on the heads and that many of us have greatly misunderstood and um, uh, we understand. Amen. Let's take another break and we'll do a final session. Amen. Praise God.